Hello online world, hello co-OTR, it's another Monday and welcome to another episode of Off the Record with Migs. And Cheska, and thank you so much for spending another Monday night with us. The holidays are drawing closer, Migs. How was your weekend? Tapos ka na ba sa Christmas shopping mo? Hindi pa ako tapos sa Christmas shopping. <laughs> pero meron na akong na mga napadala on the way na. At syempre, medyo lumalamig na rin. We can all feel the Christmas breeze. I hope everybody's doing well and safe. And it is another Monday as we talk about sports and For today, let's get right into it. Ang ating pong topics tonight are volleyball and football and introducing our first guest for tonight. Just saying hello po sa ating mga ka-OTR, everybody listening uh, and watching through Facebook Live. You can find Off the Record uh, with Mix and Cheska, of course, on Spotify, powered by Podcast Network Asia. And you can catch us Off the Record with Mix and Cheska, 8 p.m. Mondays po yan sa Facebook Live. And let's get right down to business. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk volleyball tonight and um, ang ating guest tonight will be uh, telling her experience sa nakaraang PNBF Champions League and of course looking to find a home with the permanent home with the F2 car- Cargo Movers first time na niyang maglaro para sa F2 been around sa, sa iba't ibang teams, sa PSL, sa PVL and she was just awarded the best setter sa PNVF Champions League 2021 number 32 from the F2 Cargo Movers Phil Lam, Iris Tolenada. Hi, Iris. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thank you for Hi, having Iris. me. Hi, Thank Iris. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Iris, how was the whole experience with F2? Amazing. Um, obviously, I've never played for Coach Ramil before, so that in itself was a great experience. Um, I'm really glad, honestly, that I got to play with a few of the girls in the national team and, you know, helping me get into F2, like, in terms of gelling was a lot easier than, you know, we, we all could have imagined. So yeah, playing for F2 is awesome. Everyone's so nice and kind. And um, I understand why people want to play for, you know, Coach Ramil's programs at LaSalle and F2. So I can only say good things. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the gelling aspect with your teammates on the national team pool. But You know, when you talk about Coach Ramil, obviously his system is so renowned. And the fact mm-hmm. that he retains his players from college all the way to the, you know, the semi-pros, to the amateurs, all that stuff. It, there's, there's a reason his players stick with him. And there's a reason yes. that they win. There's a reason they get things done. And when you finally set foot in your very first practice session, with F2, what were the things that immediately stood out to you? Um, so being a Philam, we love organization, right? So they that's the first thing I noticed was things got done efficiently and organized and things were just smooth, like logistically, legitimately smooth. So that was one, a huge surprise in the Philippines, but also it was a breath of fresh air, I could say. So that's Yeah, that was my first impression of everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so Iris, for our viewers and listeners who are just tuning in uh, today, and they maybe they want to get to know you more before playing for F2. Uh, what has been your Philippine volleyball career like? 
My Philippine volleyball career. So 2015 was the first year I came to the Philippines as a pro player. And I started with Team Phillips Gold in the Philippine Superliga. And then that's also when I joined the national team for the first time. And so I played only for the All-Filipino Conference for Phillips Gold. Then I went back to the States to coach, um, get into the coaching world a little bit more. And then I came back in 2016 and joined Team Pakari Sweat in the Shakey's V League back then. And then uh, we got my first pro championship there, which was super exciting. And then I went back to go coach again. And then I came back here <laughs> to the Philippines in 2019 with Team Motolite in the PVL. And, you know, that was, that was amazing. I was actually supposed to be here or be on the squad for two years. But, you know, obviously the pandemic hit and, you know, Sayang, right? So, yeah. And then I got to train with national team after a couple of years of no volleyball in this country. So um, everything was just exciting. And, and now I'm, I, or I just had my first stint with F2 and I'm just really excited for what's to come in my volleyball career here even more. You also have volleyball in your DNA. Mm-hmm. I, I love this little story you told us before the show started. Can you tell our listeners, our audience, about your family history when it comes to volleyball? Yes. Okay. So honestly, I didn't want to play volleyball at first. It was kind of a shocker, right? Um, <laughs> I grew up playing different sports, but my parents are both from the Philippines. My mom is from Belair and my dad is from Tarlac. So hello to everyone in Belair and Tarlac. Um, Shout out, guys. So yeah, so my dad played at FEU back in the day. I'm sorry, I do not know the years, but I just know that he's a Tamaral, right? Go Tamarals? <laughs> yep, charge, so charge. That's, yes, that's actually where they met. And so he had always wanted his kids to get into volleyball. Um, it didn't stick with my tukuyas, but it stuck with me and my ate. Um, so my ate was actually the one who started playing before me like a year ahead. Like she inspired me for sports, basically. Every sport she tried, I followed her and I was just like, oh, this is fun because my sister and I are best friends and inseparable. So <laughs> she she was the true one who inspired me, but I'm very grateful that our dad kept like, volleyball, volleyball's there, volleyball's there. <laughs> what about your mom? You know, uh, what was it like growing up uh, with that influence also? Oh, my mom is, what a great gal. She claims she's like an amazing athlete, but sometimes I just like <laughs> try to catch her off guard and throw her the ball and she'll accidentally like get hit in the face. And I'm like, oh, mom, that's all right. You're just a pretty lady, just a pretty lady who gets things done. And it's okay. I'll, we'll just take the athleticism from our dad. <laughs> How's <laughs> the support from the family growing up, Iris? Just kidding. Support was amazing. Honestly, my parents, like, they never, ever missed a game. No, I lied. So in my collegiate career, um, I think they only missed two games. And that was because one was, like, unnecessarily far, and then the other was for one of my Kuya's weddings. So, um, yeah, they had always been supportive, and so have my siblings. It's that you know what that's actually what i try to encourage with families who have kids who play sports and all that like when i talk to kids i coach um i talk to the parents and i'm like you know what the best thing you guys can do is just show up 
like be there for them and kids will always remember that look at me i'm 30 years old and i still i remember my parents going to every cheerleading competition basketball competition practices like they're the ones who invested and put in all the hard work you know they're the ones who mm -hmm. got us there so huge shout out to my parents i love you parents <laughs> And I love that you go back and forth from playing mm -hmm. to coaching, back to playing and back to coaching. But the thing is, I'm guessing that every single tournament you play, you still learn something that you're able to apply, not just when you play, but also when you coach. Oh, so absolutely. What are the, what are the you know, lessons that you've learned uh, throughout your career, bouncing between coaching and playing, especially in this last tournament, which obviously was also in a bubble and all, uh, all those things. Mm -hmm. So I honestly, I wish I would have started coaching a little bit sooner, like while I was still playing in college, because you just get a different perspective. You're outside of the court and you're the one guiding people through things that you can read. You know what I mean? So like, right. it's just a different, a different viewpoint um, in the game. And once you step on the court, you translate that knowledge that you're giving to others back to yourself, which is super cool. So like me playing and coaching and playing and coaching and learning from some of the best mentors in the United States. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And just, I'm so blessed to be able to be around those people. So um, something I had been looking for even more in the Philippines is, yeah, I was a coach, like I should be able to self-coach. Um, but as a player, you still need the coach to kind of be on you about your technique, about what yep. you're reading, about, you know, the strategy of the game, because, you know, it, it's, sometimes it's hard for me to separate the coach and the player on the court. But, um, you know, once you get a beautiful balance of both, then things just happen. Great things happen. I'd like to agree with Iris, if I may add a comment. It's it's yes, ironic please. sometimes, right? It's it's it, it's ironic yes. sometimes when you play and when you coach, and uh -huh. when you want to apply the ones that you're teaching, you cannot necessarily do it. Yes, you have to be coached also. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's very ironic. It's very ironic. And what a great what a great question by Cheska because yes, you've been amazing. doing this for. I mean, you've been wearing many hats at simultaneous mm -hmm. times most players would just choose to go with a player route then when i'm done mm -hmm. i'll do coaching that's what yes. most mm -hmm. athletes do but you've been doing this in and out all right and yeah. uh, maybe what, what are like the best lessons maybe as a coach when you were you mentioned this a while ago playing for coach shamil mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. like the best takeaways as a coach that maybe you can apply also to when you coach again so when i coach again um I would say patience, having more patience, um, learning what sparks with different athletes. Like I could say something to you, but it won't necessarily click with the next person, right? So it's figuring out how I can best coach this person with the right words that are just gonna, uh, you know, turn a light bulb on in the head. So patience and learning how to coach others is a huge takeaway um other than that like just really connecting with your players you know getting to know them a little bit more and trying to understand them on a different level so that it makes the player feel like it's a safe environment to one fail 
but to also know that they can succeed in that same environment. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Of course. When it comes to this last tournament that you joined, you guys Mm -hmm. made it look insanely easy. We know it's, we know it wasn't. (laughs) Because you guys yeah. were definitely up against some formidable teams, some incredible players, oh, yeah. incredible coaches. But am I am I remembering this correctly? You guys didn't drop a single set. You are remembering <laughs> that correctly. We did not. We didn't want to, you know? I mean, that's just it. That's the competitive environment that we're in, which is amazing. And, you know, we did play some really tough teams, especially – we were surprised by the younger players, honestly, because they just brought the fire. We were like, oh my gosh, us older ladies got to step it up a little bit more, huh? But yeah, it was just, we didn't drop a set. We didn't want to. We had to hold ourselves to a high standard. Um, so that's, it's it's great being in a gym where everyone knows the standard and we all strive for that. Mm-hmm. What's it like um, learning with the veterans in F2, like, Kim, Dawn, Abby, Abby. Majoy. You've also spent time with Abby in the national team, but that's another mm-hmm. question. What's it like playing with that core? Amazing. Oh my gosh. They they make you feel like you want to get better. And that's that's what I want to bring to the court is like if I can make others want to get better, then I've done part of my job as a teammate, right? So they're they've just been gelled so for so many years and adding me into that mix who have only been playing with them for, you know, a couple months. Um, it was, it was great. It's, it felt good and it felt like, okay, we're all getting better. Like they're making me better. I'm making them better in different ways. And I'm glad you brought that up as well, because the fact that each of you guys did your specific jobs, mm-hmm. it already got you the championship. Not only did it get you the championship, you guys also basically like carted away the individual awards too. But that also just speaks to how much you guys, how well you guys did your individual jobs to come together yeah. as a team. Uh, Kim, um, who else got you got best setter? Uh, we have um, Abby for, uh, getting an, an individual like. Dawn, you guys just basically dominated. Started, started taking things home. Like, right, thanks, guys. But when you—that—that's the thing, though. Like every there—that's why they're positions. That's why you have to play yeah. a specific position because you have to do a specific job. But mm-hmm. what made everything and everyone work together so well to the point that you didn't drop a single set? You took home the championship. You guys took home the individual awards. Like, what is it? What is? What have you guys been drinking? What have you guys been eating? (laughs) (laughs) Secret? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Well, I can speak like personally. For me, it's been really diving into my faith and standing firm in it, and you know, always, always giving glory to God and being grateful every single day, like that that has helped me and we've been in a bubble for what five months straight right so mental health emotional health physical health all of it just came coming down on all of us so at some point we all knew we were like you know what this can't be for nothing like we are sacrificing so much and 
you know, people don't really know what the bubble is like. People, people don't know. You only see us, yep. you know, posting highlights of our days and, you know, just posting the good things, sometimes bad, but it's, it was a whole different world. And we all just came together and we all knew that the goal was to win. And we didn't, we didn't want anything else distracting us from winning. <laughs> Hello mga kapamilya! Maswerte yung pakikinig! Kung gusto niyo pong lalo pang maging merry at lucky ang buhay, gawing habit ang pakikinig sa Kapalar Hans. Podcast with Master Hans Kua, your number one feng shui master in the Philippines. Itong podcast na to ay made possible by Creatives Program Incorporated, co-produced with Podcast Network Asia, and powered by Podmetrics. Listen to Kapalarhans on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan man nakikinig ng podcast. See you there, mga kapamilya! Before I ask a question about the bubble, saying hello, of course, to our good friend, Gab Ferraras. Hi, uh, Just a side note, uh, of course, Iris is also a part of Film Nation Select. Yeah. Shout out to Coach, yes. Coach Chris. Hey, Lopez and Alex Cabagnot, <laughs> founders of Film Nation. Yes. Ang tanong ni Gab, Iris, would you like to give us some updates on the volleyball grassroots program for Film Nation Select in the U.S.? Absolutely. So we had our first clinic uh, back in April. Um, and as the volleyball director being in the Philippines, it's really hard uh, for us to do what we want to do. So that's another reason I'm trying to go home is to just try to get things on fire and try to get kids in the gym with me and, um, you know, try to get these kids a foundation of Phil M Nation and eventually get them to where we need them to go to be successful. So I'm excited for what's coming up. And Chris and I talk all the time about, we need to get you back here. We got to get things going. And I'm like, ah, I'm trying, I'm trying. So shout out to Phil M Nation. And thank you guys so much for your support. Please don't forget to follow them on social media as well. Philip right, Nation select course, on Instagram. I, I, huge supporter. I'm a huge supporter. Yes. So good luck, guys. It's, yes, it's thank amazing you guys. What you guys are doing, but obviously, since you do have, I, I just wanted to ask because you have, you have, you know, parents who grew up in the Philippines who educated you on volleyball here in the Philippines. But obviously, mm-hmm. there are a bunch of Phil Ams out there, uh, Phil foreigners yeah. out there who may not have the kind of upbringing that you had, the kind of exposure mm-hmm. that you had. So how, you know, how do you get the awareness out there? How do you get the word out that, hey, you can play in the Philippines. You can play for the Philippines. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a huge example of that. Um, that's part of my personal mission is even before Philam Nation, but now being part of Philam Nation, I can say like, I'm very proud to be a Philam and I'm very proud to be the volleyball director to set the tone and set the standard, you know, I was a captain for Chocomucho on national team. Like it's, it's gotta be inspiring to somebody out there, you know, and, and when I can get that one person who's inspired, then all of it can just keep going, going forward. And that's, that's our goal. And that's our mission for people. I love this interview, Cheska, personally. Uh, one of my favorite uh, interviews because I'm imagining it uh, kapag convert yes. nito sa Spotify, kapag com- convert nito sa podcast. I hope uh, to the ones who are going to listen to this podcast, be inspired, be informed, and uh, yes. what Iris wants to do, plans to do, 
being a coach and being a player. Uh, and of course, uh, looking forward to a more fruitful uh, volleyball career in the Philippines. Iris, future plans. What's next for you? Future plans. Well, um, speaking of Philom Nation, I've, I've been talking with Coach Chris about how I can reach out to communities more and just do what I can to serve others, right? So like today, I did a beach cleanup uh, by myself. I just randomly went to the beach and I was like, ah, I don't like it. It's dirty again. So I started just cleaning it up and I was like, oh man, this is, this is a great time to just express my gratitude for people who inspire me. Um, so yeah, part of that is just going out to different communities like and just doing what I can to uh, be an inspiration in any way possible, whether it's, you know, my kindness, whether it's, um, I'm, you know, being a volleyball player, whatever it is, like, how can I serve others and inspire others? Um, but after that, I want to go on vacation somewhere, guys. I'm trying to go home first. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see my family. You deserve it. Well you deserve it. So <laughs> not sure, Iris, if you're going to have uh, spent Christmas in the Philippines or maybe in the States. Not sure not yet. yet. Not sure yet. Not sure yeah. yet. Not sure yet. Yeah. All right. But I do right. plan on being in the Philippines long term to play volleyball again, you know, so we, mm. we want to get that going again. Mm. All right. So we hope uh, to see more of you. Uh, and of course, in Philippine mm -hmm. volleyball, wherever the next team may be. And good luck. Good luck, of course, Iris. And congrats again on winning Best Setter Award yeah. in the PNVF Champions League 2021. <laughs> Iris Solanada, thank you, thank you so, so much. much. For joining Thank us you, here Iris. on Off the Record. Thank you, Iris. Thank Stay you. Safe. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Jump si Iris as we, as we talked about volleyball. Quick break lang po. Dahil nga naman po pag-uusapan naman natin ang latest sa Suzuki Cup with football, veteran football analyst Sidelf Tupas right after 30 seconds. We'll be back. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.